0: good morning, everybody, and look at that. We fast forward to Friday. Back in the studio for our Berkshire Hathaway bi-weekly podcast, Realty Expert John Brodine is is back in the house. Hold on.
1: (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Can we do that every time?
0: Uh, We could. (laughs) We could. I have the technology now. Um, How's the last couple of days gone for you there, buddy? It's been
1: good. Yeah, busy week.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, Would you rather have a real busy week or not
1: busy week yeah yeah. it goes by quicker if i've been busy for you know a couple really busy for a Mm -hmm. couple months in a row i start to kind of miss the times when it's real slow but it's a lot more nerve-wracking when you're slow
0: oh i (laughs) would imagine (laughs) i would imagine now there's been something i have wanted to ask you or uh, any other realty expert from berkshire hathaway and i keep forgetting but you know you always hear about Specials, Yes. You know, when you're going to buy a house, well, they've got these specials. Now I don't even really know what a special is, but it seems like a lot of people are afraid of the word specials. So I want you to tell me what a special is and should you be afraid of them?
1: Okay. So I'll, I'll first tell you, uh, what, what are specials? We'll start with that. Okay. So when they do it, every house in Grand Forks had specials at one point in time, Mm -hmm. something that people don't know when they do a brand new development, um, in order to, you know, the, the street lights, the new streets, the sewers, um, the utilities, you know, gas, electric, all that, all of that costs a lot of money. Um, specials are the, the cost of all that um, that the, gets split up amongst each lot in the development. Yeah,
0: if somebody's got to pay for it.
1: Yep. And then it, you know, gets passed along to the homeowners and they, they pay it off. Um, as a part of their property taxes. So you'll have your typical property taxes, and then you'll have your yearly specials mm-hmm. until those loans to the city are all paid off for your uh, infrastructure and okay. your development.
0: Okay, so I would imagine like an older, more well-established neighborhood uh, maybe won't have as many specials compared to, say, like if, the, if there's a new development going on, on on a certain edge of town, well, yep. that means new streets, new yep. pipes, new everything.
1: Exactly. So uh,
0: specials, I would imagine, would be a little bit more in a newer place, or am I wrong?
1: Correct. Yep. It's usually once you get homes that are over 20 years old, um, it's you know less common for them to have specials. You'll have some specials in certain neighborhoods from when they redid the streets let's mm-hmm. say they had to repave the streets or let's say they had to you know put in new uh storm
0: sewers or something yeah so i suppose like the really or, older neighborhoods you might run into some more specials and,
1: and they're going to be very small in comparison to the specials paid when you when they first mm-hmm. develop an area um you know like when they did the led street lights you probably get a small amount assessed to you there um sh- and, and people say should i be scared of specials no you just need to know what they are If you don't know what they are, they might look like a hidden cost. Mm -hmm. Let's say you're looking at homes in the uh, $270,000 price range, um, and you see a a new home listed at $270,000, but here's the thing, it's got $30,000 in specials. So it's really a $300,000 home. But if you're looking at $300,000 homes... Yes, you do want to look at that $270,000 house with 30000 in specials. Your payment on that $270,000 house will be the same as like a $300,000 house. Um, but uh, there's also benefits to uh, getting a house with specials in a new neighborhood because – you're going to have all brand-new streets. Mm-hmm. You're going to have brand-new storm sewers, brand-new lights. Right, All right. that stuff is going to last for a very long less time. Less chance of failure. Yeah, less chance of failure.
0: Yeah, I mean, some of these neighborhoods, you know, uh, the stuff under the ground has been there for a while. Exactly. And if something goes, well, again, to get it fixed, somebody's got to pay for it. Yep, yep. Um, now, with specials, is that something that is listed? Is that something you talk about? I suppose you would because you mentioned that word hidden costs. Yeah. And so this is something that that comes right out then. That, that you tell them right, right away.
1: away. Right away. Um yep, if you're looking at a house that's, you know, maybe it's 10 years old, so maybe the houses in that neighborhood have, you know, started with 20,000 in specials, now they've got maybe 10,000 in specials or mm-hmm. something like that, but you have to look at what the amount is because it's going to change your payment. Um so, you know, if I know somebody's max is 280 before we look at a $280,000 house that has 20,000 in specials, I need to tell them, Hey, this, this might not fit into your budget. Mm -hmm. It's not going to fit into your budget. Um, you know, and some people might say, Oh, why are the specials so high? Well, it is, it is expensive to put in all that infrastructure. Um, and if you see a neighborhood where the specials are a, a brand new neighborhood where the specials are lower, all that means is the original developer, um, You know, paid off a chunk of the specials on every single one, and is probably just building that into the price of the lots or into the price of the homes. Mm -hmm. The way that you do it doesn't really matter. Now, here's here's something for homeowners. So we get asked this every now and then: Should I pay off my specials? It might sound good. Oh yeah, my house has no specials. I paid off the specials. Let's say every other house in the neighborhood has. um, Let's say you bought the house for two eighty and. It's it started with twenty thousand in specials, and all the other houses in the neighborhood are roughly in the same range with the same amount of specials. So if I pay that entire twenty thousand dollars, I've got twenty thousand dollars that I want to you know put towards something. Mm-hmm. I pay off the entire balance of the specials, and then I'm going to be selling my house soon. Well, I'm going to need to sell it for at least three hundred thousand in order to recoup that sure. money that I put into the specials. And a buyer might see value there, um, but. Again, you're trying to sell your house for 300,000. All the other comps have sold at 280, and you need that appraiser to give you dollar for dollar of what you put into the specials. And I've talked to a few different appraisers and each one they they kind of have different opinions on it. Not all appraisers will give dollar to do, dollar for dollar value on the specials. So it, now you need your house to appraise for $20,000 higher than all the other ones. That's no guarantee. So it's a safer bet if all the other houses in your neighborhood have specials, put that money towards your mortgage instead of your specials um, because it's less of a risk.
0: Okay. Now, with, yeah. this might sound like a really dumb question, but say you pay your house off. Yes. Um, would it be smart to, to not pay the specials and just pay the house off, or are you better off just getting it all done?
1: Depends when, uh, how long you're going to live there. Mm-hmm. If you're going to live there for a long time, um, until the, you know, if you're going to live there for as long as it would take to pay the specials off to begin with, yes, uh, then pay them off. doesn't matter for either way. Okay. Because it, the comps are all going to have paid off specials by the time you sell anyway.
0: Okay. And, and, another dumb question possibly here for you, John, um, say your mortgage is 2000 a month. Sure. Um, and you have $20,000 in specials. How much of a difference does that make on your mortgage? Can you come up with that number or even, you know, maybe, a well, in the a ballpark, question.
1: That's a good question. Um, it might be, like, it's pretty common. Let's say there's 20000 in specials. Mm-hmm. Um, let's say 25000 in specials. It might be pretty common for it to be, like, 3000 a year. Okay. Um, or something like that. Okay. Yeah. So it's really not so, that noticeable. And, and, not insane. It's it's the same amount as if you jumped up on a mortgage payment, usually. Okay. In, the, in line with if you jumped up in a mortgage payment, $20,000 mm-hmm. in sale price.
0: So basically with specials, you're getting you. You get what you pay for. Yeah, and I'm um, oversimplifying this. You sure, know, there's there's
1: like if you really wanted to dig into the numbers, you could get the exact. But just for sake of making it as easy to calculate as possible, that's a good way for people to look at it.
0: So, by basically rule of thumb, uh, the more specials probably the newer the place is, the newer yeah. the neighborhood is, yep. everything.
1: And um, you might see a you know a neighborhood where one house has twenty thousand dollars in specials, and then The neighboring house has, you know, 35 and neither of them ever paid down any of the specials. Um, The reason for that is the amount of specials is calculated based on how big your lot is. Okay. So bigger lots are going to have more Mm -hmm. specials. They're going to, you know, get levied more responsibility for that infrastructure that went in. Yep.
0: Even though they're all in the same neighborhood.
1: Even though they're all in the same neighborhood.
0: So you shouldn't be afraid of specials. No. You just need to know
1: what they are Mm -hmm. and you need to know your budget. And. Tons and tons of people, uh, where they want to, they want to look in the three hundred thousand dollars price range, should be looking at those two hundred and eighty thousand dollars houses with twenty thousand in specials because you are getting a brand new house. Mm-hmm. Um, the neighborhoods are very nice. Uh, you know, less and less to worry about when you get that new of a house. Yeah, um, there is tons of positives to it. So just because a house has specials doesn't mean you should rule it out.
0: Okay, so uh, again, getting back to uh, say you move into an older neighborhood, no specials. But you're taking that chance. Yeah. Um, it's like owning a car. You know, you get up to that close to 200,000 miles or whatever, and it, you know you've had great luck with the car, yeah. the years you've owned it, but it's getting about that time where something could happen, yeah. and it probably won't be a cheap fix. Yeah. So it, it's better off to have just that, that – That safety in your mind knowing, well, we should be good. I mean, we should be good for as long as we live in this house. Uh, And and
1: when you talk about that, we're talking more about house stuff rather than – because let's say they do have to repave your street. It's not going to be very expensive mm -hmm. per person, specials-wise. But when you're talking about old house stuff, that's where it could get really expensive. Yeah, I
0: mean, they might have to to break up your driveway. They might have to dig out your yard. And and pretty soon, you have got a very big, expensive mess. Yep, exactly. Oh, 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 oh. Okay, am I good now?
1: You're so good, So basically though. when the time does come when I do move out, <laughs> should I keep make aware of those specials? Should I be looking for that, basically? You should be aware of it, yep. And, okay. And then when you first start looking is when you can get let down the easiest because uh. you start looking and you see these amazing new construction houses for 240000 yeah. And just keep in the back of your mind when you see a new construction house, there's that extra okay. extra cost. It's, it's not a hidden cost as long as you're in the know. Okay. So yeah, no reason to be scared of them. <laughs> Do
0: you know something I don't know, or what? <laughs>
1: I don't. It just, I mean, I'm. I'll be moving out eventually. I don't know yeah. when, mm-hmm. but I mean, I didn't know about the whole special thing. So, so if this is something, like, you know. yeah, I'll keep aware of that. So you know,
0: now we you know more than the average person. Yeah, <laughs> we we might know a couple of pretty good realty experts that you could yeah. probably get a hold of.
1: Uh, yeah. There you go.
0: Yeah. So, what's the market like in Grand Forks now, John?
1: Very good. Yeah. It's it's still. Uh, it's, when I looked, I think there were already 40 some uh, pendings that had gone through in January which is a, you know a good month for January mm-hmm. uh, under 160 listings on the market lots of activity low inventory same same thing even for this time of year it's it's things are going fantastic
0: how yeah. about you are you showing a lot of places right now yeah i think i'm gearing up
1: to have a really busy uh winter and spring it's, Okay. i can kind of tell already it's getting uh yeah it's getting busy already so I hope this helps people uh, understand a little bit more about how specials work and what they are because it is something where I get somebody who would love to have a new home and they they just don't want a house with specials. You can't really get those two things. And if you got something with no specials and it's new, it just means the price is built in to the house. Mm -hmm. There's no free lunch to have all brand new infrastructure.
0: So do you think this actually will change somebody's mind um, say they're looking, I, I like to use like the Riverside Park area yeah. uh, it's a good older, established neighborhood. Yes. Um, do you think specials are enough to change somebody's mind? Maybe they found a place they really like down in the older neighborhoods. Would that change their mind enough to, to move maybe to a new house on the south end?
1: Um, you know, the people who like those Riverside uh, Park neighborhood houses, you love the charm of an old house. Mm-hmm. You love the tall trees in the neighborhood, the super established neighborhood. So it's it's really two completely different things. I mean, um, sometimes there are a lot of people out there who love the old houses. They love the 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 charm of a Reeves Drive neighborhood Mm -hmm. or or a Riverside Park neighborhood, and they wouldn't move for the world. So I think you're talking, you might be talking about two different types of home buyers. Okay, but you do see people change. I mean, it's it happens all the time. So some people are really stuck on the old house charm. Other people are like, well, you know. The old houses do come with their inconveniences. The layouts on these new homes are fantastic. They're the mm-hmm. most efficient layouts. You know, huge closets, sure. big bathrooms, open living spaces, um, nice big garages.
0: You cool. know, wide large lots. Well, you know, let's face it: people are not getting smaller no. uh, with history. I mean, when I when I look at, m- at my dad, you know, the average height back then was probably about five foot ten. Yeah. Uh, Now, five foot ten, you're not very big for a guy. Yeah. Uh, My first house that that we bought in Grand Forks, narrow, tiny little staircases, small bathrooms, everything like that. And that's when you start to notice wow, these old houses aren't that big. No. Uh, And when I moved into my new house, completely different. But um, I also. This brings me to some people we know uh, bought a new house. The new ones uh, across from uh, the Alaris, okay, across yep. the field there. Yep. Uh, nice new neighborhood, nice new houses. I don't think they lasted two years, and they ended up moving down in Riverside area nah. because they said that the house had no charm. Uh, it's like it didn't have its own identity, mm. you know, kind of thing, and. They're way happier now. I mean, yeah. they got a smaller house, smaller everything, but they're glad they made the move. So yeah. everybody's a little different. It's all
1: about what you make it to. Mm-hmm. The, and the other thing is, like you're saying, people are, are, aren't are getting smaller. The amount of stuff we have is not getting yeah. smaller either. So you see the garages get bigger. Mm-hmm. You see the closets. The closets, when you look at a 1940s home oh, compared yeah. to uh, something built after 2010 mm-hmm. the closets are so much bigger Wow in oh, yeah. closets everywhere tons of extra storage
0: i yeah. mean closets are big enough now you can make a bedroom out of them out of I've, some I've of these them. yeah i've seen them seriously <laughs> and and it, i would always lo- i keep saying i want a bigger garage a, or another garage yep. but then again all that's just it's just like an extra storage closet for me but with yeah. bigger crap and more <laughs> crap yeah
1: you, you're not going to get an attached three-stall garage I don't think anywhere in one of those no. 1945 and older neighborhoods. Yeah, I mean, There might be a handful and a couple here and there, but
0: you'd probably have to add on to the back of the garage or something. Yeah. Cause you know, a lot of the yards aren't that big either. And I suppose there's ordinances and variances mm-hmm. where you have to stay so far away from the neighbors or whatever.
1: Yeah. And the other thing people really like is the, they do the, you know, the nice uh, floor drains and the high mm-hmm. garage ceilings, these mm-hmm. three stall garages. Um, That's a big difference between you know like the '70s, '60s garages versus these new ones.
0: Yep, I Uh, used to uh, actually build garages for a living. Okay, Um, and and we always built our garages on one layer of block. Oh, just to bring them up a little bit. Yep. Uh, Especially if you're in a city and your garage is in the alley, well, you know what happens when they plow snow. Yeah. You know, a lot of that snow gets piled up against the side of your garage, and that's when you start to get rotting wood and all of that stuff. So. There's a lot of things to really look for. And, and you've pretty much made it obvious. Uh, specials is just part of buying a home. Yep. And don't be afraid of them. Don't be afraid of them.
1: Figure it into your budget. Look at it with a, with a level head. Be open-minded with it. If you don't want a new house, you don't want a new house. If you want a new house, you just need to budget accordingly. Um, and you can get all the benefits of brand new infrastructure, wider streets, all this nice stuff. It comes at a cost. You need to know what you're looking at. Um, but all like educated buyers know this and they budget accordingly.
0: Mm-hmm. So. How many houses are you currently showing?
1: Oh man. It, uh, I've, I've got a few today, had a few yesterday. It's. It varies a lot. You might have a day where you've got nothing, and it's all paperwork at the office, and then you might have a day where you show
0: eight houses mm-hmm. to three different buyers. So, what are your weekends like then, John? Do you get stuck working a lot, or do you try to spend more home time on the weekends, or whatever it takes? Yeah,
1: I do more. Spe- I do spend more home time on the weekends. I'm, like I said, you know, more on the side of being a listing agent, and that gives me a little more flexibility over my time, and mm-hmm. I, can, I can get a lot done just from my laptop. I'm not you know, out in the field quite as much as if I was doing 75% of my transactions from buyers. Mm-hmm. So it is nice. I've, I've basically, I've, aside from some exceptions, don't work a whole lot of weekends, and I haven't for like the past couple of years, mm-hmm. but I'll work like crazy during the week.
0: Yeah. And, and, you know, I'm, the only reason I'm asking, uh, when I used to work construction years ago, <clears throat> you worked so many hours, mm-hmm. uh, you wouldn't even have time, uh, because this was before internet and you could pay bills online you couldn't do that back then and a lot of our guys would get in trouble with oh. you know bill paying oh, yeah. because nothing was ever open yeah. i mean they couldn't even make it to a bank to cash a check to go make a payment and <laughs> yeah. that's why i was asking about the weekends
1: yeah well, I'm paying my bills. If that's a you're it's just. No. <laughs> uh,
0: but I would imagine if somebody called you uh, on the weekend, you'd be there.
1: Oh yep, yep, and and you know we work with our we're flexible. You know I get to know their schedule. We figure out what works best for them. Mm-hmm. And and uh, yeah,
0: and you're prepared for it. Happen. You're
1: ready to go. Yep.
0: Yep. Exactly. So if somebody does want to call you on a weekend, yeah, they can call <laughs> me on a weekend.
1: 701-213-5428, Seven zero one two one three five four two eight. So you phone got number.
0: got big plans for the weekend, John.
1: Well, since we were gone last weekend, I think we're going to lay low this weekend and probably make a nice little dinner for ourselves. And
0: going to eat some uh, fresh crappie, are you? <sighs> no, that my buddy's got it all.
1: Ah! Maybe I'll have to hit them
0: up for it. So, so, I'd yeah. be all over that. Yeah. Hey, thank you very much, John Brodeen.
1: Yes, thanks for having me.
0: There you go, realty expert John Brodeen, telling you all, if you're looking to buy a house, don't be afraid of specials. You need to get a hold of John Brodeen, His number is 701-213-5428. And that's going to wrap it up for the week. Your Berkshire Hathaway bi-weekly podcasts with realty expert John Brodine. And again, thanks, John. And everybody, have yourself a great weekend. We'll have that next Berkshire Hathaway bi-weekly podcast next Wednesday.